Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. I am so excited, you guys, about this episode. I'm featuring Nikki Novo, who is a Cuban-American author, spiritual mentor, and a medium. She's a certified hypnotherapist with an international association of counselors and therapists. Theta Healer, Reiki Healer. She's the author of Will I Be Alone Forever? And Other Dating Questions You Wish a Psychic Would Answer. She has been commissioned to speak by organizations like Equinox, Yahoo, Fordham University, Florida International University, Macy's, Saks, Soho Beach House, The Standard, and so many other places. She's been featured in like tons of magazines from Marie Claire, NBC.com, The Huffington Post, etc. She's amazing. You can find her at NikkiNova.com. And I'm so excited to have her here today. We're not actually going to be talking about so much of her career and what she does as a spiritual mentor, medium, and author, but really more as who she is as a mother and how each of her children has given her a different lesson, a different blessing, and how she stays in rhythm with being a mother and being an entrepreneur and the major key lessons that she's learned with each child coming in. And you'll really find in this conversation that we go into a lot of the importance around time and how time is of the essence and also the relationship to each child and its contract that it has you know, with your business as well. Each child has a contract with your business. So this is going to be a really juicy conversation. We hope that it supports you. So here we go. excited to have you here today, Nikki. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Mm, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, you know, I really love the work that you're doing out there. And I also love the fact that you're a mother and you're not just a mother to one child, but several children. And I just think it's so inspiring, you know, and I know we were talking about this offline before we even started recording is that, you know, selfishly for me, I'm so excited about interviewing people like you and having people like you on my podcast because I really want to know, like, how are you doing it? You know, you're a little bit further (laughs) down the journey than I am. (laughs) And I definitely want to have several children. So share with us. I know that each child brings its own lesson and blessing and experience. How has it been different with each of the children and how has it kind of affected your, your business as each of them has entered into your life. Yeah, I do believe that every child kind of brings their own energy. And also, I think they show up in your life just at the, you know, at the right time. Like, you know, my, my three children are so different and they all came in for different specific reasons. And I just, first of all, I think that 
one of the things that really teaches you is that you can't, you know, you can't control as much as you would want to. And I think, and I was having this conversation with my husband the other day because he's also an entrepreneur and I found myself really trying to control um, the, like kind of where my business was going. I started a business with him before I did um, my business and, but it was, you know, it was definitely like I was a support in what he wanted but it was all, you know, planned out. We knew that I wanted to do this work, but we were going to kind of use um, like that business to give us the money that we needed so that I can then start my own thing, not do two things at the same time. And one of the things I was asking him, I was like, you know, like, like, do, do you feel like you, you know, did we control? Cause I was just kind of following his vision the last time. And I was like, do you feel like you controlled it? And he was like, you know, like, you kind of have to let it take you where it wants to go. But at the same time, it's so, it's so hard, mm-hmm. right? Because like you want to have a vision, but at the same time, you want to listen to what the business wants to be because the business actually is almost like this, this child. And the one thing that kids do is teach you that you can't control. You know, you can't plan mm-hmm. for everything. You do the best you can to plan, of course, but they really are this, these like little, little aliens <laughs> that kind of remind us <laughs> like how, how life has its own rhythm, it has its own flow. And I especially, like, I, I feel, you know, when you have the two, you, you can kind of, you know, hold it down because there's, you know, for in most cases, there's you and a partner. And then you kind of have these two little humans. But then the third was like, oh, God, we're like, you know, we're outnumbered. So there's a lot of feelings that like, okay, like, I, you know, your house gets messier, like things get messier and you, but you still got to function. You know, you still have to be able to mm. function within that like beautiful chaos. And that has been such a lesson for my business. And it actually requires a lot of trust, right? So like when mm-hmm. we realize that we can't control, if we don't trust, we won't survive, right? Like we're just going to like fall into like a very bad place. So to me, the opposite of control is the, is the trust. And I myself, like, you know, the, my, my, our third is now six months. And that has been a big lesson for me these last six months. And even when I was pregnant to really, to really trust and that has brought so many beautiful surprises into my business because I didn't realize that like my business was kind of trying to talk to me and trying to tell me, you know, what it, what needed to happen. But I was so stuck on what I, you know, what I thought it was going to look like that I missed a lot. And, um, and, you know, children really do that to us. So, you know, and, and it's the same thing, right? Like I think, you know, most of us are trying to be conscious parents these days. And, you know, one of the things about, you know, being a little bit more conscious is kind of looking to the child to, to lead you um, into like what it is that they need and like for you to really like tap into their soul and be like, okay, like what is this little soul supposed to learn and how and or what is it supposed to do this lifetime? And that that kind of relationship, learning to be a parent that way also helped me to understand like how to look at my business because business, we're, we're all mothers, even if we're you know, even if we have no children, like if, if we have a business, yeah. we are a mother, you know, we're, we're taking care yeah. of this thing and we're nurturing it and we're trying to let it grow and, and all of that. So I think that it actually helps you, you know, become, if we can see it that way, become a better entrepreneur, depending on your perspective. Yeah, I, I love this because I think that the perspective you're giving is such an empowered one and an empowered interpretation because so many people could look at it as like, oh, my God, you know, another kid. And now it's not going to plan. And it can be really frustrating, especially for most of the women that are entrepreneurs. I mean, not all, but I'm going to generalize a little bit. But your people that are entrepreneurs are primarily self-starters. They're go-getter type of people. And so there's probably a lot of control that goes into 
wanting to plan everything and make everything happen. And so there definitely can be a lot of fear for people when this new being comes into their life and kind of throws things off of what they were expecting it to look like. But I love how you're Mm -hmm. talking about if you let go of that expectation, and I always say expectations are made to be Mm -hmm. broken, then Mm. there's so much possibility and so much room for magic to really be created, not only in the relationship with your child, but with your business. And I don't know about you, Nikki, but like, I really believe that my children, I have a stepson and then I also have, I just had my first um, son Mm. that's like mine. (laughs) And each of those children, each of of my children has a, I believe, contract with my business. Their soul has a contract Mm, with my business. Right? Oh, that gives, gives me goosebumps. That's beautiful. Why do you think that? <laughs> I think that because they chose me as a mother, right? As a stepmother, as a mother, I was chosen by them. And I believe we choose our parents and souls for different lessons and reasons. And I believe as parents, we choose, you know, we choose the setup. We have these contracts of how mm-hmm. things are set up. And I really believe that they knew coming in okay, this is my mother. She's an entrepreneur. She's going to have this business and I'm going to make sure that this business is successful for her as well as for us so that together as a unit, we can create an experience that is, you know, radical in this human realm. And the reason I say that too is because I just really experienced so much magic since my son has been born where Things have turned out when I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. And at like the last hour, everything just comes through. And it's really just been such a magical experience from jumping that is, in. And same with my stepson. And, you know, that's such a beautiful message because I didn't get that the first. Um, mm-hmm. So my first daughter is my husband from a previous relationship, but um, we've been raising her together full time since she was four. And so she was, you know, kind of brought into my life. And then our second son was my first born son. And I, I was raised, uh, my parents are Cuban and we're Catholic. And there was just, you know, so much guilt <laughs> in my upbringing. So when my son mm. was born, I felt so much guilt. And I, I just like, I felt, I don't know, I just felt guilty all the time. And then I felt guilty about my daughter. And then I, you know, there was just all this, everything was about guilt, guilt, guilt. Like it was like this true, something, it was actually, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things that kind of like is in your energetic body, but un- until the right moment, it doesn't turn on. So I, I, you know, guilt was always in me because it was like something that was instilled in me, but I had never experienced it because I wasn't a mother. And that experience of a mother turned on like this, this guilt button in me. Mm-hmm. And it was so destructive. It was just, I mean, I, I was very, I, I God, I couldn't even like move sometimes because I just always felt like I was doing the wrong thing. Um, it was that feeling of like, I'm spending time on my business when I should be with my kids or, you know, I'm spending time with my kids and I really should be like spending time with my business. And I, I couldn't like, you know, I was trying to make everybody happy, but wasn't making anybody happy. And, and that was really hard. So this, this second, this third child, second time around me being um, pregnant and everything, I, I, you know, I finally understood that. And I don't think everybody, I applaud you because I don't think everybody understands that, but I, it was like, mm-hmm. Because his energy, and when I got pregnant with him, he has such, like, amazing, my third is just like a, he's like, we call him Frank the Tank, 
He's like really big and very strong. <laughs> he's, he's like a little football player, but he's like uh, super strong. And that energy, you know, and when we're pregnant, we should really, I know you were uh, talking about this in the, the first question, but like really embracing that energy. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get caught up in like my, my fears. I'm going to like embrace, you know, it was my second pregnancy. So I was like able to do that. I'm going to embrace the energy that he brings into me. And I did. And that moved my business along so much. And when he was actually born, I could see, and because I wasn't, the, you know, the first pregnancy, I was so scared and I, I was just so much unknown. I, I didn't know I would, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have help. I, I wasn't prepped that way. Um, I, you know, I didn't have like family help or anything that much. So I like didn't, you know, I couldn't, all I could see were my fears. And this time all I could see was exactly what you're saying. I was like, Oh, like mm. you, you're like allowing me to do this. Like, duh. Yeah. Like, so mm. if you are running a business already, yes, your child, your child came in like knowing that and they, they support mm. that. And if you could see it in your, in their eyes and be like, Oh, like, Oh wait, like you're part of this, this team. Like I get it. We're all mm-hmm. here to like do this this thing and just you know we often miss it we think that and then we and then what happens is that we raise our kids with that guilt and they think that like oh well if my mom feels bad about working then like something's probably wrong like I guess she is she shouldn't be working or 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 it is a bad thing like they feel that guilt and they're being raised with that and they all of a sudden like see it as something bad as opposed to you know, my, my, my sister-in-law is a plastic surgeon. She's married to my brother and he's a, and he's an anesthesiologist. They have very careers that like, you know, there's just very long hours. And one of the things she told me, because we both had our, the babies at the same time. And she was like, you know, I heard really good advice. And it was whatever it is that you choose, you freaking stand by it. You know what I mean? Like if you Mm. choose that you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to have a nanny or a family member help you for six hours a day, then like you stand by that, you know, and you don't, make your child feel like you're making the wrong choice and vice versa. My mother was a stay-at-home mom because, you know, I feel that I'm, at that time it was really hard. We're so lucky now that we're able to do, you know, I remember who, you know, stays home and, and watches a child for a few, you know, six hours, eight hours, whatever it is that you decide or if you decide that you're going to stay home, you have to stand by it. Because if not, the child mm. honestly feels your guilt or your, you know, your baggage around that. And then they grow up thinking that, like, something's wrong. My mother was a stay-at-home mother. And she had three children as well. And, you know, my mom would have been someone who would have loved to work. But I think during that time, they really had to make the choice. You know, we don't, we're able to work from home and have our kids somewhere near us. Even if somebody else is taking care of them, at least we're we're near them. And we don't have to... Mm. you know, go to a job till seven o'clock at night. And I think that that is such a blessing. And I, I think that, you know, that for our mothers, it was a harder decision. It really was one or the other. And I, and, you know, I think that my mom had, you know, she felt that she just couldn't deal with like not being around the kids. So she decided to be a stay-at-home mother, but she really didn't resent that decision, you know, and she mm. kind of made us feel all the time. And that was, that's actually one of the driving factors, like in the work that I do and really trying to make this work, even if it's messy and crazy um, with three kids. But she like just really resented, you know, making that choice, but also felt like she had to. So I just feel that everybody is happier if you just stand by whatever choice you decide on because the kids really don't know they 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 don't really know different you know but if you let them know like this 
is what makes mommy feel alive. And that is why, mm. you know, your, your grandmother takes care of you for six hours a day. And that is why yeah. you go to aftercare till four o'clock because like I love or, or five, whatever, whatever it is. Cause I, I, this is what makes me feel alive. And for that reason, I am a better mom. So that was yeah. something that, that, that really learned, you know, these last few years. This is so powerful. I mean, there's a couple things that you talked about. One was like the guilt of the, of becoming this parent and then perhaps working and taking time away from the child or being with the children and taking time away. So there's this guilt and shame that kind of comes in because I know so many mothers out there can relate to this experience. And I, you know, just a side note, the only reason I had insight to all of this before coming into my business is because I knew what I don't know, I don't know. And so I actually hired mentors to be surrounding me with as soon as I got pregnant that are that own their own businesses, have children and are further down the path than me. So that I can take the brain about Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and like they, this is what they told me. They're like, Listen, girl, the your kids are here to support your business, there's a contract, blah, blah. Like, so I would have been in the same position as you, you know, and ha- experiencing that guilt yeah. and shame. And the thing is, I still have moments where I do, because like you're saying, you know, there's, there's a lot of societal conditioning and paradigm stuff that's now shifting and changing, which is great, but there's still kind of a way that has, it ha- has always been. So to be a woman working and have your children that you take care of is still, I mean, it's not new, but it's still kind of new in the scheme of like the centuries that it wasn't, if that makes sense. Am I making sense here? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I, I definitely, I, I understand what you're saying. It's funny because I, I have a lot of clients that, you know, call me, um, you know, I, I receive the question all the time, like, you know, what is my purpose? Uh, and like, mm. am I on the right path? That kind of stuff. And I, and I get a lot of moms as well. Some who are, you know, who, who decided to not work, you know, to not work during this time. And I, you know, I see myself in them, as, uh, of course. And they ask that question as if what they were doing at that moment, just being mom for whatever time it may be, was not enough. And I feel that that has been like this weird shift that happens when, as women start to rise and, and, you know, with every different feminist era that we have in a weird way, some of us feel, feel like embarrassed if we just want to be moms, if that's, if we want to stay home and maybe not have a career, like that's like a, a point of shame or it's embarrassing. And, and then sometimes even as you, you do both, like I remember we were talking about this offline that um, I, I decided that I wanted to give myself a little bit more time maternity leave wise this time than last time. Mm. Like last time I just like went straight into working and this time I was like, no, you know, at least two months I'm going to give myself this time. And I remember like on a Tuesday at like two o'clock, just sitting on the couch, like staring at my baby and feeling guilty, like feeling like, uh, not even, not even guilt, but like shame, you know, like kind of like this was not important. Like, like this wasn't, this was like secondary and they're like, what am I really doing in this world? Like how, if I'm, you know, I should be making a bigger impact. Like is raising one little baby like that big of a deal? And it's so crazy that that like went through my mind, but I know that, I mean, I have clients that ask that question all the time. And I, and I know that it is, it is this, this plague that like, you know, this thought that plagues so, so many of us. And it's just so sad because 
that is really important work. You know, raising little mm. humans that that then become part of like society and make the right choices as a, as a community, and that all goes back to like how you you raise them. So it's so important work. You know, it, that is a that's a job. You know, so yeah, like, you know, just it's just sad that we like think you know we don't give ourselves the time to be present sometimes. Um, it, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. And and you know, there's something that you were talking about too before, which was when you were talking about your sister-in-law saying standing by your decision, I think that when we stand in our power and we stand in our truth and regardless if the decision is one that other people agree with or not, what our kids are then seeing is that like we own our, you know, we're owning our power, we're owning our worth, we're authentic in our decision-making. And that, those are like the important lessons that need to be shown so that I'm sure that they're going to make decisions that, People don't agree with either, but knowing that they see you as their mother, like leading by example, it's like easy to mm-hmm. say one thing, but then whatever we're doing is actually what they're watching. And so, you know, you being yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love my job. I love my job. But then exuding all this guilt and shame because you feel like, you know, you shouldn't really be working right now. You should really be more present with them. That's what they're going to pick up on, not the fact that you're running around saying how much you love your job. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're little energetic beings. That's, that's what they do. They pick up our energy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I always, I always say to my fiance, cause sometimes he'll be super stressed just getting back from work. And I'm like, you need to decompress like on your own and like do whatever you need to do to just relax before you come over and grab the baby because the baby will literally feed off of that and then just start to scream or cry or whatever because he like feels what's going on with my fiance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like the first, the first few weeks, the, the first few months is just so, so hard for the guys, even the most nurturing guys. Like, it's just, um, they can't, like they can't connect, you know, the way, but I remember just being mad at my husband all the time. The first, the first few months of life, I was like, you're like useless, like do something. But it's like, it's so, so it's so hard for them. Um, the, the, well, they've done it like after like the, the second time, I think they get a little bit better, but I remember just being mad all the time. And I, and then I realized that, okay, well, you don't have a boob that like gives milk. So my husband used to put like this um, pacifier on his, on his chest and pretend and like, see if the baby would calm down, <laughs> thinking that like, that, like the baby might be, might think that he's breastfeeding him. And I'm like, no, I don't think he's that. I don't think the baby's that dumb. And so, it's hard for them. That's I can imagine. I, your mean, I do too. Yeah. Well, my fiance is like, he's very conscious, but he still believes that everything I do is like woo woo, and he's like kind of a little bit skeptical, even though. Yeah. He's probably one of the most tuned in, like, this guy astral travels every night, but he doesn't know that that's what he's doing. So he's, like, opening up more to it. So when I say that, like, the baby's feeding off his energy, he's like, but you're the light worker. I'm not the light worker. I'm like, dude, you're a light worker. But this has nothing to do with who's a light worker and who's not. (laughs) That's too much. Okay, right. Yeah, they, but listen, the longer you spend together, the more woo-woo they become. My, my, the, with years, they become more woo-woo with you, don't worry. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I experienced that as well. And I always think, Nikki, that 
the people that we call in as partners. And I said to him, there's a reason that your soul called me in to be your partner, you know? So whether or not in this moment you believe in it or whatever, your soul is open to it and is craving it. Otherwise I wouldn't be in your life. Right. Exactly. No, that's, that's, uh, you know, a hundred percent. That's none of that is uh, a mistake, but that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful that you guys mm-hmm. are, and you're going to get married soon. Yeah, we so are actually okay. We're getting married next year in Jersey. Well, kind of soon. Aww. Not it's October of 2019. So, but what I said is like having our wedding that far out was the best. I'm trying to think of the word to use, but it's like the best way to have not to have another child so quickly because I'm like, listen, yeah. we're gonna wait till <laughs> after the next wedding. <laughs> After the wedding, then we'll have good a birth control. It is, that's exactly it. It's great birth control for the next, you know, <laughs> year plus. So, um, oh, beautiful. But with like each of your children coming in, how has it changed or enhanced or maybe taken away from your business? Like, has it has it enhanced your business, or do you feel like maybe it was a little bit of pulling it back a few steps that you weren't anticipating or have like new ideas been birthed because of these, of each child coming in, in your business? You know, one of the things that I really noticed, and I don't know if this is like with age as well, but I, I, um, before I did the the spiritual work, I was an editor at a, um, at a bunch of different magazines. And before that I worked in the film industry. So, you know, I, I came from like that background of working, you know, 10 hour days and things like that. And that's just like, what I knew. So obviously like my time like drastically changed. My appreciation of time changed. And mm. I think that they really like even this last, my last son, I feel like the, even with the first two, I was like, Oh, and I'm sure you meet women like this all the time. I kind of like, I pitter pattered around sometimes and I would, you know, I got better at it every year, but like, you know, maybe take a meeting or that I, you know, didn't really need to take, or maybe I would take a client that gave me like, you know, a story about that they couldn't afford it. So I would like, you know, give it to them a little less expensive, things like that. And really like number, I mean, I was, I was already conscious of my time, but number three was like, listen, there is no time for BS right now. Like if you are not making the money that you're supposed to be making, if you're not making the impact that like, you know, you're called to make, then like, you gotta, you gotta stop then. You know what? Then you might as well just like mm. stop, you know, because you can't do it half ass anymore. And, and that was a really big, um, and, and not that I wasn't, I, I was not doing it half ass. It's just like, you know, I think everybody knows their levels, you know what I mean? But like where I was at was not my potential and it might have been like okay for somebody else but like for me I know that I was you know supposed to go at it a little bit more and the third one like really woke me up to that and really I thought I already had a good grasp of my time but like the third one was like really that made me like just be very strict with my boundaries that I think that I would let people push before and you know kids kind of you know they kind of give you that like I don't got time for that shit. I have kids. You know, like it kind of gives you that kind of attitude because it, I mean, it's, it's the truth, right? Like you have to, your time is so limited and it's so precious and it's like your strongest commodity at that, at, at this point. So that mm. was one relationship with time. And then again, your relationship with time really changes. And the other thing that on the flip side that I realized was I think 
I must, my, my second must have been like a year or two years old. And I was sitting with a friend who was a friend, but slash mentor. Like she's about 10 years older than I am. She's been running her own business longer than I have. She has, you know, three children and much, they're older than mine. And I remember we were talking about this other girl that we knew who was just like killing it. And we were having like a moment of like, man, like, how does she do it? You know, like that moment where you feel more talented and there's like somebody else is doing what you're doing, but they're getting farther along, but you're more talented. So you should be doing better. You know, like that's the, that was like the conversation to be completely honest with you. And she was like, you know, I, I think about that sometimes with, you know, looking at this girl, this other woman, and she's like, you know, deep down inside, we're, we're happy for her. We know that. And we're just kind of asking the question and the, the, what we realized and what she was realizing was that she, this girl didn't have children and she like, you know, she lived, um, she was actually like living with her parents and she was like saving money and she really didn't have some of the responsibilities that we had or she, you know, she had her own responsibilities. Of course, it's not to like shame her, but, but the kids really, there's no denying it. Like they take your time. So, mm. so, you know, maybe when she could work 10 hour days, like I could only really work five or six. And that, I don't care what people tell you, that is a reality. That is a reality. Mm. And those are decisions, right? Like my, like right there, like time becomes such a reality when, when the kids come into your life and you have to have a new relationship with it. And, Mm. you know, one of my relationships with it was like, you know what, my work is probably going to evolve a little bit slower than perhaps my ambitious self would like but number one I'm choosing I'm making that choice because like this is how you know I I want to spend a certain amount of hours with my kids and a certain that's my personal choice and number two I trust that I need that I trust that my business needs to go at that speed and for that reason I have been blessed with these three children and I trust that you know I'm not going to try to bulldoze through it and that is a relationship with time that I would have never had before you know, I didn't have that relationship with time. I, I used to work, you know, 10 hour days. I didn't care if I would, if I would sit and chat with somebody who wanted to pick my brain for three hours before because I, you know, I had no concept and, or was it, it was just not important at that time or, you know, and, uh, your, your relationship with time really changes and, and you have to confront that. If not, it will bury you. Yeah. This is such an important piece. And I know for myself, that my entire, not only does my schedule look different physically with the time frames, before I used to do like, all right, like we'll get up at seven. I used to only work maybe two days, three days, but it would be like full on, you know, like 7 a.m. to like 7 p.m. and let's just bang it all out. Whereas now I work maybe four days and a couple hours each day, you know, three hours each day and get as much as I can done in that that time frame and be as efficient as an, and as effective as possible but yeah I think what's what would really be the killer of this journey and it is regardless of whether or not you have children but is comparison you know like comparing yourself to someone else and going oh shit yeah her she's a little bit further ahead or she just had a book come out and I think that we all do it from time to time and, you know, for me, Nikki, in transparency, I actually unfollow when I'm being super triggered by those kind of things or I find myself yeah. comparing. I don't defriend, but I just unfollow for a little bit so I can just focus on loving up myself and 
focusing on my path and honoring where I am in that process and not comparing to other people because it will really take away from the journey. And, you know, I'm sure like me, you, you know, family is a core value of mine, as I'm sure it is for you. And it's just going to come with having life look a little bit different than that other girl that's yeah. not, doesn't have a family. Right. Right. And you know what? Maybe five years from now, she'll be knocking on my door and being like, how do I do this? But yes, that is a great piece of advice to, to, um, I know when I see myself like triggered or, or, or find myself like criticizing or something, I unfollow because I'm like, I can't, I, I don't want to go there. Like, that's not, that's not healthy for me. Yeah. It's not fair for them. Like, it's just, yeah, it needs to, it needs to end. So that's it. That's a really good yeah. piece of advice. Yeah, totally. Thank you. And I, and, you know, the other thing that's kind of funny, Nikki, is that we don't know, you and I, what other people that don't have families or children, and that they might be working these long hours and getting ahead in their business a little bit faster, quote unquote, whatever that means. But we don't right. know if they're looking at us and going, oh, my God, I've always wanted a, I always wanted a husband. I've always wanted children. And like, that's like a right core desire for them and then they're looking at right. us with the same kind of like oh, I wish I was her type of feeling no a hundred percent that's a, that's a great point that is usually the you know that that could be the case so it's you know it's like that idea like you know we're all on this road and we can high five each other but we don't like we just gotta stay in your own road like stay in your own lane like look ahead not to the side and you're gonna get there mm, yeah totally so one question I have to ask you before we wrap this up is if there was one thing that you could tell yourself before you had all these children come into your life, like one piece of advice, what would it have been? You know, I, I would have told myself, like, <laughs> can I curse on your on your show? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would just tell myself, like, fuck it, just go. You know, kind of, I think that there was a lot of waiting for things to be perfect and waiting for like the right time and just kind of just so much second guessing and things like that and honestly like I just that was just kind of such a kind of feel like a waste of time I I know I'm talking about so much time but I wish I would have I would have known like just just you know do whatever you feel called to do like you know trust your you know your intuition at time but Honestly, I think that, um, you know, obviously I'm very intuitive. That's, that's part of what I do. But, um, I don't know, even thinking like, what would I tell her? But before, I mean, I think that she just learned everything at the time she needed to learn it. Because even like my, you know, knowing myself more, like being able to make those, being able to like stand behind my decisions, being able to intuitively understand like what is the, the right thing for me and, and for everybody in my family. I just, I wouldn't have known. I guess like we, you know, we, I don't think that, uh, I think we learn when it's time to learn. I guess I don't have much for her other than like, just go. <laughs> and I hope that, mm. I mean, I think that's still, the, that's still the same advice. Like, just go, like, just move, you know, mm. move and whatever. And maybe that's move in a dance. Maybe that's run. Maybe that's move in circles, but it's just move, you know, like don't, don't stay put. Just move. No, I think that that's a great piece of advice. Just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Because yeah. I think when we, when we're, my experience, especially with women, is that when we're stuck, quote unquote, it's because we're in our head. And I think when mm-hmm. we're in our head and we're up there, we're creating a lot of 
false perceptions or interpretations of things. And so if we get them to our body and move or, you know, take action, it really helps to yeah. keep us out of yeah. that space that doesn't really serve yeah. us as much. So I love it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't, like you said, I don't everything's divine. Yes, and, and in the timing. But speaking of being in your head, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but with the baby being so, maybe not yet, but there's this stage where the, the kids, especially the babies getting to, and I think this is where like a lot of mothers start like losing it, is like kind of where my, where my baby is right now at that six months or when they're, you know, they just kind of have to, they have to sit and they play and you, you know, you kind of have to move them around and watch them and, and it gets a little bit more, a little tricky. And I think that the first few years of motherhood, you have no choice but to be in your head a lot because mm. physically you can't like, like I remember when my first like being on the mat playing toys with him because like that's what he needed at the time. And just, you know, like kind of being somewhere else in my head because I had no other, it's, it's kind of boring. Honestly, there's a lot of, mm. when they're little, it's like, it's boring. So I think that mm. there's a lot of things that, you know, cause how many times can you play like the, the same little game and the, like the little toys? And that is, that is a struggle for, and, and again, like we're so used to moving so quickly that that mm. slowdown, mm-hmm. I think is a little, is a little tricky. So it's, it's like kind of learning how to, what's the right formula for you? Like how long, you know, how long do, can you do that? And, and how, when do you need somebody in to kind of, you know, sit there, you know, to come and help you so that you can move, you know, because that, that time is, 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 it's so, I think the first few years, like really strengthen your mindset and you, you kind of have to be aware of, of how your mind is trying to change. If not, it can make you feel, it can give you that big drop, like that, that emotional drop really quickly. And it's just because it's your mind that is, it's so weird because your baby's mind is growing, but your mind is, is expanding as well. And I don't think we always know that in the first few um, months and years. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I think yeah, for me, for sure. I mean, he's still pretty young, but for sure we have, you know, when we're doing tummy time or things like that, it's like, you know, it does get a little bit repetitive, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. But something yeah. that I've been doing a lot is like while I'm, you know, playing with him, I'll have like music in the background or I might have some kind of like podcast on that I'm listening to as well. You know, and I always kind of joke, I'm like, this kid's going to be the most um, enlightened, transformational child. <laughs> my, my partner and I are always like listening to like podcasts downstairs and, and just kind of like learning as we're, you know, connecting with him and dancing around with him and everything. So, but I think yeah. that it's really, it's finding your own formula, like you said, you know, not yeah. comparing yeah. to what I do or what Nikki does. These are just ideas, guys, but like yeah. really finding <laughs> your own rhythm with it all <laughs> and not feeling guilty yeah. for it. Overall, the kids can really um, strengthen your business if you allow them to, I, I feel. And that's something I had to learn. I didn't know that right off the gate. Yeah. Nikki, you're amazing. Where can people connect with you and find out more? We didn't really touch base, guys, upon what her business is and everything that she does, which is some really amazing, she has some amazing things that she's working on and doing right now. So I'd love for them to be able to find out more about you. And where can they do that? Yeah, you know, I have um, some freebies. So if they would like to download like meditations or resources and worksheets and all that fun stuff, um, having to do with um, your spiritual journey and just kind of 
going through that journey, you can go to nikkinovo.com backslash spirit and get all sorts of, you know, meditations. I'm also very active on Instagram and videos and all that stuff. So you can always find me there. It's N-I-K-K-I-N-O-V-O. Awesome. And so you guys, that link will actually be in the show notes. So you can just go back to the show notes along with um, some other ways to find it. We'll have our Instagram handle, et cetera. And Nikki, thank you so much for being with us today. No, thank you so much for taking the time. I, I've had a great time speaking with you and, and, um, and being here with your audience. Yay. And for all of you listening in, thanks for joining us. Until next time, have an amazing day. hope you enjoyed this podcast episode as much as we enjoyed having it. This conversation really lit us both up and I'm so, so, so grateful that I got to have Nikki on this series, particularly the Mompreneur edition. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating on iTunes. Be sure to share with your friends that you know this would resonate with. And if you want to find out more about what uh, Nikki is up to, make sure you go to the show notes and you click on all those links. All right, you guys have an amazing day.